Welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Diane Nan, a Vancouver talent agent with Lucas Talent. We chatted about her journey from actress to talent agent, what she looks for in submissions from actors, branding, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Touching any more buttons. <laughs> We're gonna leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch your phone. <laughs> You're like, okay, okay. Oh my god. Yeah, how what I was saying was, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> okay. Um, we're just gonna start. We're just gonna do it. So welcome to the okay. podcast. Thanks for coming thank on. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. Well, actually, no, thank you for reaching out to me because that was really exciting. I love that. oh <laughs> well, I was like, of course, like, I want to chat to you. Why wouldn't I? Sure. Thank you. I know I, sometimes spontaneously, I just get excited on social media. And then this it. has always gotten me into trouble sometimes because I'll like reach out to random people. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have like, oh, like five people coffee meetings. Or coffee. Yeah, and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but I'm glad this worked out. I'm super stoked to be here. Yes, I'm excited to chat to you. Um, so let's just start off. I'm just going to get you to yeah. just kind of introduce yourself to the world. Sure. Like who okay. you are. And yeah, sure. Okay, awesome. Well, my name is Diane Nan. I am a talent agent with Lucas Talent Inc. in Vancouver. Um, and I've been in the industry about five years doing agenting. And I was a wannabe actor before. And then before that, I was a um, retired lawyer, <laughs> put it that way. Oh, wow. Yes. Amazing. Well, this is so exciting because I definitely <laughs> like, I love chatting to agents and like, especially mm. about their journey. Um, okay. And it's just exciting. So you wanted to be an actor first. Is that correct? So how did you get into yes. this? Let's chat about that. Sure, sure. So um, I'll start maybe at my lawyering phase because yeah. that, <laughs> that's really kind of what drove my life. So I'm, well, if we start from the very beginning, I'm originally from Alberta. So I grew Amazing. up in Red Deer. I did my undergrad in psychology in Edmonton at the U of A. And then I moved out to Vancouver specifically for law school. So that was all the way back in um 2008 so oh, wow. well i wanted to live in vancouver in the west coast anyway i was like get me out of these alberta winters <laughs> like i can't yeah. deal anymore so um, i found an excuse <laughs> to move out to warmer weather and i went to ubc for law so um after i graduated from law school um to become a lawyer you have to do a year of apprenticeship called articling so i was doing that and i started to kind of um take some acting classes kind of wow, yeah. as I was doing it. And um, eventually after I finished my year of articling and got called to the bar, I just realized I was working in divorce litigation and I was just oh, wow. like, oh, you know what? This is not the career for me. Like it's really intense. I mean, it's not the yeah. right fit. Um, so what I thought is I would take some time kind of off from lawyering and pursue acting as a hobby and kind yeah. of just do something that I found really fulfilling. So um, I got more involved in classes and I just started taking kind of uh, more and more acting classes. Originally, I had just kind of joined um, with classes at Vancouver Acting School oh, yeah. because of a Groupon. Oh my <laughs> so God. I don't know if anyone uses Groupons anymore, but um, like I had 
yeah, just um, I had okay. So the first class I took kind of yeah. in this phase was actually through the law society, but it was like acting for lawyers. So oh my god, that's amazing! Like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So I took that when I was still um doing my lawyering, and then yeah. when I was taking my my break from that, um, along came a group on in my email that's like, do you want to do an intro class? four weeks for like, I don't know, 50 bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you were like, yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> and I loved it. I got so hooked. And then, yeah. you know, acting school does not to say it's bad, but they're really good at marketing. Oh, <laughs> so, no, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Once I was in, I was in, they were like, how about taking some steam study classes and audition <laughs> class? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then what happened was, so I took, was taking these uh, weekly classes yeah. and um, I got a new day job, obviously to support myself. I got into recruitment um, oh, wow. of IT professionals. So kind of random, but I wanted to work in kind of recruitment, career building yeah. kind of things. And the tech industry is also really strong in Vancouver. Yeah. So I just started doing that as my day job, going to classes. And then um, this is how good the marketing is <laughs> at these schools. <laughs> is then I was in a six-month program <laughs> so Whoa. I took the intensive six months at Vancouver Acting School yeah so what I was doing is I did double duty I went to my day job literally yeah. in the day like eight to four and then I would run to the SkyTrain and take that to act to um, acting school yeah. and do that for four hours every evening so I did that for six months Amazing. <laughs> yeah it was so great like the program I love because the classmates I had were, were so cool and yeah. then it was really comprehensive like it was audition scene study voiceover a little bit Shakespeare business like it was so cool in that sense yeah (laughs) yeah so that was like a lot of training a lot of investment then um, I got into the phase of being honestly like I want to want to be actor because I did get an agent but I was like okay Uh, I tell people like don't do what I did do what I tell you but don't do what I did because I was not a good client like I didn't keep my agent yeah, I, I like really, it was really, I wasn't good at communicating availability. <laughs> I wasn't really good at communicating like where I was in my career. And then um, this is the worst part. I don't, I probably shouldn't have got into this so quickly. But I'm here for I, it. I'm like on the edge of my seat right now. Also, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just feeling. Um, I also was like, I was bad because I didn't tell my day job that I was being an actor on the side so like if I did get auditions not that I was getting that many but if I did I had to like invent a coffee meeting or something to run away to the studio for a little bit and then run back to work oh I (laughs) do that something I tell actors all the time like oh no I'm doing it Uh oh I'm just being exposed (laughs) as long as it's not like your job that you intend to be at forever, you should be fine. This is yeah, true. But. Yeah, to be fair, most <laughs> I always like <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I've done a lot of crazy things to get to auditions, like excuses oh. to Oh no. You know, the yeah. You know, the classic like <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> But, like, I was That's at work terrible. the previous day, and I knew I had an audition, and then I'm like, I'm just going to call in. And yep. It's fine. I've gone through a lot of jobs. But anyone listening, really don't do that. Don't yes. follow <laughs> Don't follow these footsteps. <laughs> do it the right way. Oh um, so, yeah, needless to say, after a while of trying to do both and kind yeah. of doing both half-heartedly, I just wasn't, I wasn't, you know, making strides in, in yeah. either of those careers. And I just found, like, I had a really 
good kind of heart to heart with myself going like, yeah, yeah. why am I kind of doing it um, half-assedly on, on each side? And I'm like, yeah. you know what, it is probably because while I love acting as a craft and as a kind of a, still as a hobby in a sense, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't something that I was ready to commit to as a career, but I loved again, I love like the industry, the actors, the collaboration, the artistry. So I started thinking to myself, like, what, um, is there a job I could do where I could still work with actors and be in the film industry, but also leverage like the business background I have, the recruitment background, my legal background. And I, it just occurred to me like, you know what, being an agent is probably like right in line with that. Um, and then the issue with being an agent or becoming an agent yeah. is that there's no set path to it. Like it's not really um, a career option that you can, you know, go to school for or anything yeah, like that. You're in. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I didn't really know that many agents. Like I had met some through school and I yeah. had, you know, obviously um, had some professional interactions with agents, but I didn't have a huge network. So um, I did it this way where I just emailed a bunch of agencies wow. going, hey, do you want a newbie to join you and, and work for you? And then, you know this agency, Leo Management. Yes. Said, yes, we'll take you. <laughs> you yes, thanks. I was just like reading your bio when you'd sent it and I was like, Leo, excuse me. I know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're your rep, right? Yes, they are. Okay, hello, perfect, Leo, because I know they listen to the podcast. So hello. Ah, well, they better. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the yeah. test, right? If you're listening, reach out. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Make it a contest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So wow, no, okay. I was really fortunate because, um, yeah, Scarlett was able to take me on, even though I didn't have any previous agenting experience. So through her and through this agency, I just learned the ropes and kind of yeah. started, yeah, working um, with the clients that are, were already there and yeah. then taking on my own clients as well. And the great thing about an agency like Leo to, to get my career started is that um, it was, it is more boutique, a little bit smaller, but newer love that, you know, it's women operated women run. It's just like a really chill atmosphere to learn and make some mistakes. Like I still remember the first official booking that I got Mm -hmm. for a client. And when you get a booking casting asks for the stats. And I was just like, Mm, sure, I'll get you some stats. <laughs> I had no idea what they were talking about. You're like, okay. <laughs> That's where I'm like frantically texting Scarlett being like, what are stats? Yeah, <laughs> so what are? Like, are well, like, it's just your basic, like your contact info as the actor, right. your okay. height, your hair color, eye color. <laughs> like it's just kind of your basic information to, wow. uh, to complete the booking paperwork. Yeah, so that was yeah, it was, it was kind of, you know, just dive in, see what happens. And yeah, lots of fun times. Amazing. So, and mm-hmm. then, and then you moved to, was it Connect? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So I spent about a, a year at Leo and then yeah. um, a job opening came up at Connect, oh, which amazing. I thought was really, yeah, a great fit for me at that time because they were looking for someone to take over an existing roster and um, build up for film, TV, commercials and voiceover. So it was an opportunity wow. to kind of work in voice as well yeah so it was a great opening um that I I thought I might pursue so yeah I spent a couple years at Connect so there um 
is a little bit of a more established agency in the sense mm-hmm. of just having been in, in the industry overall for a longer time and with um, activity yeah. in both in Vancouver and Toronto markets. That was the other aspect as well as learning how to work in the Toronto market a bit. And it's, it's a little bit different yeah. over there. Yeah. Like, especially I think on the commercial side, it's much more unionized over there. So the yeah, projects were a lot more for union actors. And then on the TV and film side, it's um, more Canadian projects in Toronto. Oh, yeah. So like, a lot like CBC influence, that oh, sort yes. of thing compared to, to the market here in Vancouver. So it was just really interesting to kind of get a okay. sense of some of the differences. And then even some of the actors, sometimes it's yeah. like, I don't know, there's some certain stereotypes, but I could see that a little bit where like Toronto is very much more, I think, more hustle in a sense and kind of like everyone's a bit more go 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 generally speaking but definitely no yeah I often hear that and I I don't know if it's well I mean I don't know because it's like also the east coast that's like it's you've got it's like the New York side as well and I've I mean I studied in New York so I like that city is like hustle hustle like you know oh yeah they're the epitome of that oh yeah so like you know that city broke my heart in the best way mm, okay <laughs> well, if you gotta survive yeah, New York, exactly. you can make it anywhere yeah I was like I could come to Vancouver I think I, I think I could do this oh totally it's so laid back here relatively it is. <laughs> like even as a city like you know just acting it's just so chill which is mm. it's nice but it's also mm. a bit like okay let's go come on yeah everyone's like chill out I'm like no <laughs> Um, yeah yeah and then now you're at Lucas which is amazing that's right yeah thank you thank you yeah so that had been a goal of mine in the sense of um when I entered the industry as an agent and then I started to work in it and I realized I really could make a career out of it then um I think it's similar in a way to to the way some actors think is that yeah you maybe want to end up at a big agency or just an agency where you think it, it makes the most sense to be yeah. at. So for me, I did want to end up in a place that was just a little bit bigger so that I could kind of lean on um, mm-hmm. other agents and learn from them, kind of be exposed to their different styles of working and, and mm-hmm. how they, they like to work with their actors and in the industry. And then also have a really strong infrastructure in place in terms of like the office yeah. environment. So <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky, like I have a, a, a great office. <laughs> that I know, I you're in your office from. right now, right? I Is am, it, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I was like, where yeah. are you? It looks so <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> yeah I am sometimes I do like zoom meetings from home and I have just a plain white wall so I'm like so, this is so boring <laughs> so I was like I'm just gonna better. sit in the office <laughs> for this one yeah but it's yeah it's great to have um like the administrative and, and infrastructure support because that allows me to focus on what I really like to do yeah and it's um I'm now in another phase of my career as well. So the last two years I've been with Lucas, I've just passed the two year mark. Um, The opening that they had when I joined the agency was to work mostly in commercials. So Mm -hmm. I've been doing that and it's been, uh, commercials in Vancouver is so fun. (laughs) Oh great, oh my God. Pretty much every kind of product um, in any market will come and film here. So like every car company has filmed here at some (laughs) point. So that's my, that's on my goal list is I want to book someone on every single car company yes I've seen yes. you little on Instagram you have your is it your yes. commercial client corner yes yes right? hashtag um commercial client corner yes. <laughs> yes I like love them I'm like this is oh, so, it's, also, it's also really inspiring like I love mm. you know that you post that and you like share your clients work I think you know as for me as an actor it's like okay that's yeah. awesome like it's possible and you know it's nice to see oh yeah so I love it and oh good 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Thanks for doing that. That's something I learned with Connect at, at my second agency yeah. is the power of promoting the work of yeah. our great clients um, because uh, it is a great thing to promote the bookings. Like I, I oh, love seeing yeah. that as well. Yeah, but as a general kind of um, rule of thumb for my own social media, I don't really yeah. do like the so-and-so's booked this kind of post. Instead, I wait for that footage because it, yeah. it's, it's so yeah, it's so great to see because um, I don't really know how things turn out either because That's we true. like from the casting call to the final product, I have no idea. So recently there was a car commercial that one of my clients, Christina, did and yeah. um, it was called, at some point it was called like Project Bananas, even though it was a car commercial. And I was like, oh, I have no idea why they called it Project Bananas. <laughs> and then in the end product is a Lexus ad and this, the concept is it's raining bananas. And, and you're like, like oh, oh. oh, it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a great surprise to me too. And that's yeah. one of my favorite games is like looking for the footage um, afterwards, especially when it's commercials and it starts like yeah. sometimes appearing everywhere. And then there's a, a website called iSpot.tv where you can look up commercials that are yes. playing, uh, especially in the States. Well, mostly focused in the States. Yeah. And it's really interesting to go in and, and they have some stats about like, you know, what network it was playing on most recently or how many times it's been played. Oh, wow. And you just realize, yeah, like you could have, as an actor here, like booked a gig, went to work for a few hours and all of a sudden like people all over North America are watching you in this ad. In this like random ad with cars yeah. and bananas. Love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but thank you for, for <laughs> following that hashtag and uh, no I love it every time it comes up I'm like ooh, <laughs> and I love watching <laughs> commercials because I just think they're yes. hilarious like it's just and auditioning for them like I'm all here for it I like think it's oh, fun yeah. uh -huh. I know some actors out there it's because it's a bit you know tedious and it's the waiting at the audition mm. but I mean uh when they come through I'm like let's do it let's go what do you need oh, me to do yeah. <laughs> like it's totally fun. yeah especially when the the concept is really um, good and they have like a, a clear idea of what they want to do and you can tell it's gonna be funny <laughs> yeah it's like yeah let's go for it and then there's someone you're like uh what do you want me to do okay yes <laughs> all right I'll walk yeah. through this thing and like it's just oh my god yeah you never know what to it. expect yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah the other great thing I love about commercials especially for newer actors yeah. is I think so much is about energy and presence of the person rather than like um you know, you don't have to be winning Emmys with your level of acting <laughs> to get into the commercial side of the business. It, it really is open to people who are willing to be really kind of exposed in a way and, and just put themselves out there. And um, yeah, as long as they're comfortable on camera and, and being themselves, then things can happen. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I don't know with you and your experience with your commercial roster, because yeah. I, I definitely have friend uh, my own my closest friends back in Australia he books a lot of commercials yeah. but he's like not wanting to be an actor he's just one of those people oh, that's okay. naturally charismatic yeah. and has a look so do you have mm. a few people that you've signed on in commercials that like just want to do commercials or? yeah definitely yeah. it's kind of um I don't know if lifestyle choice is the yeah. right phrase for it but kind of in that sense where um yeah if they really wanted to they could probably pursue acting in all yeah. in all areas because they're capable of it but um they've found a niche in commercials and they really like it and it's uh you know sometimes really pays the bills <laughs> really well and uh, they enjoy doing it and that's all they want to do and that's um for some people that works out really really well 
Yeah. It's exciting. I love it. Yeah. And then I do want to congratulate you because I just saw oh, Instagram. You, you finished your, you've got your complete roster for film and TV, right? Yeah. So for for now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I, Going back to my childhood, I've always loved, you know, <laughs> film and TV, and that's driven me in my whole life. So yeah. um, even though commercials are really fun, like at some point, I definitely, to, to be, you know, to my full potential as an agent, I wanted to get back into the yeah. film and TV side of things. Yeah, yeah. So it made sense, um, I think, timing-wise in my career. Now I've been with my agency, Lucas, for a while to, yeah, yeah branch out and take on a few clients. And I'm... Uh, I'm trying something maybe a little bit different in, in this yeah. market in the sense of keeping my roster very, very small. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's funny. So <laughs> to tell you about the Instagram thing. I'm here Originally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in like mid-late September, this is again, sometimes I get these whims on social media and I get in trouble <laughs> for it or I'm just like, why did I do that? So on a whim, I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll just put on Instagram that I'm looking for clients yeah and I honestly thought like honestly I thought um maybe I'll get a couple inquiries like maybe but oh my god there's like there's definitely people who are looking for agents and or looking yeah. for a change right now because I probably got over the first couple of days I probably got 35 or 40 um wow. submissions just in the first couple of days and then probably like a 10 or a dozen more in the week after so all together I think um, mm. about 50 submissions came through which was fascinating because then I got to if I was able to kind of engage with each person like I did look through every submission mm. and I, I just either said um, yes or no but I, I'm pretty sure I got back to everyone but um, for people I engage, engaged with a little bit more I was just like you know how did you hear about me and it was like oh it was like acting schools or friends of friends had just shared my post so it became wow. my most viral post that I've ever done which like in some ways I'm choked about because I spent two seconds on it going is there's like yeah. it's so it looks really like someone even called me out on they're like it's like not even gr grammatically or formatted correctly and I was like I know <laughs> I just did it. it's, it's a style choice <laughs> it's just like yeah I really spent no time on it and then I'm like thinking about like I have like perfectly staged photos that I've yeah, done and like, then you played with filters and then some of those got like you know like 20 hits maybe from like my mom and my family and then this I one feel I'm you. like oh I can see all the stats <laughs> yeah and then you're like what you're like this is getting like this is it's my like most winning post and then other ones that were yes. post something and I'm like I'm so glad yep. you're proud of this people are gonna yeah and, like it mm -hmm. doesn't get the hit that I want I'm like yeah, I know. And then it's like, what did I do wrong? Is it the time of day? Is it the hashtags? Is it the content? What is it? Like looking at my analytics, like when is everyone active? Yeah. Are people seeing you've been scrolling? Like what? What's the face of the moon? Does it have to align? So much involved. I'm glad I'm not an influencer or anything like that. Like I can't it's hard. even imagine. <laughs> yeah. So props to you because I know you've got this this podcast running and you're doing a lot of marketing for it. So hopefully you've found the right. <laughs> the right I'm getting timing. there. Something's yeah. Yeah. But I'm like I'm like okay. Why did that do better than this one? Like yeah, yeah. So I I know that that's a popular topic now. That if an agent says they're open for business, it can become popular. Yeah. So. Wow. Just to maybe give your listeners or, or whatnot a, a sense of it. This is again from my mm -hmm. own perspective, but out of those um, 50 some submissions, I ended up zooming with only 
five or six people. I think it's five actually wow. that were from those particular submissions. Cause I'm also receiving like other okay. referrals and general yeah. submissions as well. Um, along with that Instagram specific one. So out of those five people, mm. um, I've ended up uh, bringing on two of them. So that's basically how mm. the numbers ended up working in, in this particular case. So it, it, to me, it was really, I like stats and numbers yeah. when it gives some context. So this gives me a sense um, from my own desk here of like how much demand there is in yeah. the Vancouver market right now for people to find representation and how competitive it is because I, there were so many people that like I wish I could have spent more time getting yeah. to know and see if they would fit but it's just like it, it's the same as with casting I think where you're looking at the profile very, very yeah. quickly and unfortunately if it just didn't really strike my fancy in a particular way then it's nothing against the actor but it's just like yeah. you know what it's it's not gonna work out for me and I really believe that the people that I want to work with like there needs to be some sort of chemistry there like it it's almost it's not dating but it's in a way kind of like dating yeah <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be marriage but it should be like a comfortable mutually beneficial relationship yes. right now mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah so now I've ended up um I would say full for 2020 in terms of my mm -hmm. roster because I feel that I've um got basically a handful of people now that I want to start working closely with and really push them this year and then we'll see what happens in in the next year but for now I'm like okay I've got my hands full and I'm ready to really wow. dig in and learn more about each person and work with them that's amazing oh, well yeah, I mean just yeah. congratulations and I love that <laughs> the viral thank Instagram you. posts yeah <laughs> even I no saw effort. it like I was yeah <laughs> I'm surprised at how many people saw it and it just uh yeah. it's in a way it's a small community here in a way it is because yeah. mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I mean and I'm sure they've been I'd even saw it and was recommending you to be because I also had mm. circle that were looking yeah like oh like this amazing eight Lucas is like submit you know you never right. know right so exactly we exactly. got some people that I've just gone yeah go <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank you thank you yeah and I always look at each submission. Um, yeah. Oh, I should, this is for your listeners too. There were a couple people that I couldn't really respond to. And there were two main reasons for this. Yeah. This is the weird one. Okay. I've never had this happen. And it, to be honest, it kind of creeped me out a little bit. But I got a submission to my personal email address, which um, I tried Googling myself right after. And it's either just as easy or easier to find where to write to me at work versus my personal yeah. email address. So that one took me by surprise and I just felt a little bit unnerved by it. Not that there, I don't think there were any bad intentions, but I just yeah. thought it was a little bit strange. Yeah. So that was one that I was like, ah, okay. And then there were just a few that were not, I would not consider to be complete submissions. Like it was just a couple photos and like a few sentences. Like it was just, it's way too competitive here to get away with, <laughs> with like yeah. um, just sending in your submission that way. Like at the very least, I'm, I know most trained actors would know this, but like you need that headshot resume and, and a bit of a personalized cover letter. Yeah, yeah which mm -hmm. is a great segue because I was gonna ask you <laughs> in terms of because I guess you know you're having let's just like a hundred submissions that oh you know sure. in your email yeah um what yeah like what stands out for you or what are you looking for mm -hmm. when you're going through them that you're like yeah I want to meet you like what's yeah out? yeah first thing is always the headshots I think mm -hmm. we can't get around that because it's obviously a visual industry and it's when I'm looking at the headshot it's about marketability like right away if I'm looking at it through my own lens it's like 
as an agent, would I know or have some sense of like how I might pitch you or what kind of roles yeah. your headshots suggest? And then it's, it's a similar thing, but also thinking it from the casting side of going like, if casting were to look at this, like, could they see a character right away? What, what stands out about the photo? So sometimes it's just, um, there can be, so lots of people have lovely photos, lovely headshots, yeah. but they don't pop in a sense, like they don't suggest a character. Um, mm -hmm. And I see a lot with this, I think it's a trap that a lot of kind of uh, young ladies can fall into where it's like um, just a tank top or, or something like that, which is like, it's fine. Like that's wardrobe that you, I mean, you could wear yeah. for a character, but to me, it's kind of, it's almost, it's, it's too neutral in a sense. Like if I look at a girl mm -hmm. in a tank top in their headshot, I'm just like, I'm not sure what kind of role she's going for yeah. versus if she's in like a pastel sweater then it's like you want to go for hallmark or if she's there in like black t-shirt or like black t-shirt maybe like a leather jacket uh, on top then it's like okay yeah. you want to work in sci-fi or yeah. in a superhero show or something like that um or collared shirt is now you're a young young uh, receptionist or a, mm -hmm. maybe a lawyer or something like that so a little bit of the wardrobing helps with the photos so that it could be as simple as that but it, they're the headshots themselves should suggest how to yes. submit them or at least give me an impression of that um and then the other thing i'm always mindful of and, and agents will, will think about this too is like right away like does this person look like anyone else on my roster because if they do then it's probably a no-go from there so that's the first thing i look at is, is the headshots if yeah. i find them intriguing um i always look my go-to word is like intriguing like i don't even necessarily have to think like um like fabulous or anything like that it's just like yeah. if there's something interesting if there's something like that makes me curious about that person then yeah. I'll, I'll look further um then I look at the cover letter so this <laughs> is also I think a lot of agents who maybe have been in the industry for a longer time and who have very very busy desks like I know some of them are probably don't really bother with reading the cover letter in detail because <laughs> there's like too busy for that but um I do read each cover letter and what okay. I appreciate is some effort to personalize it so um if it if I can tell it's like a straight up form letter that they've mm -hmm. sent to copy everybody yeah. yeah copy paste um I don't respond to that very um very strongly and I usually just yeah. go move on because I'm like uh if you didn't even bother to put in like one one personalized detail then it's like yeah. I don't think this is the right fit like there's nothing there were a few submissions that I've got directly to me like they wrote specifically to my email address at work but in the letter there was like I wouldn't be able to tell you why that person picked me right. of, yeah. of all agents to apply to so I just yeah there's there's no connection there um so I just look for any sense of like do, you, do they know anything about me have they heard about me if they mentioned like a mutual acquaintance or friend or a mm. client then that might help to to give some context um but there's also a fine line <laughs> with that too well, because yes. i've also had like an extreme of like i don't want to read my own life history in your in your cover letter because <laughs> i've had people kind of say like oh i want to be i want to meet you because i like that you did this 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 is literally like you know 10 bullet points about my life so i don't need that much it, like, that okay. also is a little <laughs> bit unnerving <laughs> but uh, like an easy one for me is if people even mention that they went to my Instagram recently yeah. and been like, I saw that you're looking or I, you know, I liked that last post that you, you made about your clients in the car commercial or, or um, 
I have a, a link to a YouTube video of a talk that I did for um, UBC Law a, a few years ago. Like some people watched that and oh, wow. they commented on it. And oh, I just I'm going to watch it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not as good as this podcast. <laughs> still, still worth checking out. <laughs> so yeah, little details like that. Yeah. And um, I know it's effective with other agents as well in the sense that, yeah, if it's a personal referral, you can say that one of their clients um, has suggested to write to them or that sort of thing. Like the more personal you can, you can make it um, in terms of your submission, probably the further you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do you, um, are you someone that wants like demo footage, you know, or I know some agents are professional versus like self tapes. That's yeah a debate going around yeah yeah um yeah i definitely need to see footage of mm-hmm. some sort it doesn't necessarily have to be ready right away so okay, uh, yeah. for example one of the clients that i um that i've signed on she did have a short film that she included with yeah. her uh, package but the style of the short film was very um comedic so i was like oh i don't know if this person can do dramatic acting. So I said, mm-hmm. are you willing to put something like a scene on tape that I send you and, and do your spin on it? Yeah. And this person said, oh yeah, definitely. So that gave me a better sense of, of how they mm-hmm. work. So yeah, so there could be like a combination of that, like existing footage. And then if I feel like I could benefit from, from more than doing that, or if they don't have any footage at all, but I still see some potential there in their yeah. photos and, and whatnot, then um, yeah, giving them a scene to tape, I think is really effective. Um, yeah. yeah, demos are interesting because sometimes like if it's all amateur work as in like student films or whatnot, it, then it's gonna really depend on the quality of each yeah. of those projects. Cause some of them are really like, some student films are unbelievable. Like they're amazing oh God, and yeah. they look, so professional and the quality everything is high end with it and that's one thing and then others will be like you know nobody's fault but it'll look lower budget or everything will be like a group scene and it might not really be like focus on that person and then it's harder to kind of get the substance from it um people might disagree with me on this but one thing i've noticed is a lot of actors calling it a demo reel when it's class work like it's seen scenes from class or like um, footage that they specifically shot for submissions to agents but it's done in an audition style way like Mm -hmm. to me that's not a demo and I wouldn't call it a demo like I would call it contrasting scenes or I call it like Mm -hmm. a sample of work but um I'm kind of a traditionalist in the sense that demo should be like real footage from a real project um, that's been edited together. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really focused on, there's this word branding that's been going around. I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I definitely heard of it. And I know some folks who work on the branding side of things actually. Yeah. Um, So I would like to know what's your take on that? like are you into the branding what does that mean for you with your clients yeah yeah yes although <laughs> I've heard of branding I'm to be honest a little bit like unsure of how people are using it you and me both <laughs> um, in, yeah in the context of their careers like mm-hmm. so one thing I'll say is I definitely think branding is important when you're marketing a project yeah. so like if you've done a significant project like you're a series regular or you did a feature or, or something like that yeah. and you want to do some press around it then it makes okay. sense to really have like great new photos like editorial style shots probably for any interviews that you're gonna end yeah. up doing for print media um or uh kind of 
or for like the press of that film festival or, or whatever it is that that's happening. So I think in that sense, there's branding, but um, rolling it back, like, I think headshots are important and how you, maybe how you dress for it is part of the branding and like how yeah. you, like what you, what kind of roles you think about. And for me, maybe for me, it's more related to, yeah, are you thinking the type, about the types of characters you could play and then dressing in a way that suggests that for your headshots. And that goes back to my point of like, right yeah. away can the agent or casting kind of visualize you in that type of role and understand where it fits. So I could also see how it plays into that. But the rest of it, I'm not sure. Because um, <laughs> one thing that I don't really respond very well to is the type of branding that says like, I'm like uh, Jennifer Lawrence mixed with Leonardo DiCaprio with a splash of, um, of um, um, I don't know, a splash of like uh, Emma Stone or something. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't understand what any of that means. And I've gotten, you know, letter submissions that are kind of like that, where they're yeah. throwing in a few like references to other actors, I guess, to try to show right. range and kind of how to present but it to me it doesn't really end up telling me anything uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's 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 a hot buzzword that branding and sizzle reel are kind of the two okay. buzzwords that sizzle reel can we I've talk been... about that okay we can try <laughs> <laughs> what what is it <laughs> Okay, so my understanding of okay. a sizzle. So my understanding, okay, so for a demo reel is right. like clips of your work that are substantial in a sense mm -hmm. of like showing a full scene maybe or like showing mm -hmm. a full interaction or focus on you. My understanding is a sizzle is kind of like splashy. <laughs> it's like there's music and it's like we oh. see you in one project, then it's a cut, and we see you in another project, and then we see you in another okay. project, and it's kind of like a quick and like quick a trailer and showy way. Yeah, almost like a trailer. That's a good way to put it. Like pretty much like a hype trailer <laughs> for <laughs> for an actor. Yeah, um, which can I? I think some of the casting directors. Yeah. prefer to see that because they just okay. want to see that you've been in productions and they want to see what you look like on um on screen and yeah. in the professional circumstances and they've already got your self-tape or your tape scene to assess your acting so they don't need to see right. like as much of the actual acting I think that's what it is so yeah it's a, it's a very like hype <laughs> kind of thing um but I don't think it hurts to have one. Like it's, yeah. it's a great, it can also be a great marketing tool, especially for oh, anyone who has like a website or IMDb is might as well like throw it up there and you, you yeah. can have some new fans or something, people just going along. But I remember kind of, this was in kind of the early days of the pandemic where yeah. all of a sudden I was hearing a lot of like talk of sizzle reels and then people were actually writing me in a panic going, I don't have a sizzle reel. What do I do? <laughs> I'm just like, don't worry. First of all, there's nothing to audition for right now. So you're not losing out on anything. But also some of the people asking me, I'm like, okay, you, you don't have any professional work. So we're yeah. not able to create a sizzle from you. So we just have to work towards that. So that it could be like an intermediate kind yeah. of stage as well for, yeah, for people who don't quite have a few minutes worth of actual like, concrete work is that maybe if they have some project they've worked on where they're featured here and there to put at least a little something together yeah 
Wow. Yeah. I need to get into that. I do, I do, I do editing. Like I love editing. Oh, okay. Stuff. So yeah, cool. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, yeah. I need to get on the sizzle reel thing. I need to figure that out. I feel like yeah. that's market. That's just me thinking out loud. Um, oh, totally. I think it definitely doesn't hurt. Like if you, yeah. you're still, yeah, building your portfolio. Like basically if you're not an established actor here yet, which not very many people are, oh like gosh. name actors or, or more established, then anything you can do to market yourself is hopefully going to pay off. And the great thing about these sizzles is I think people have been aiming for, you know, like under a minute. So that's, that could go easily on an Instagram story or on your Instagram feed oh and, God, yeah. and your social media and all that. So people can really take advantage and leverage that more too, I think. Yeah. What do you think about um, like actors? Do you think they should have a social media presence or be working on that? Or what's your take on that? I do. I think they should have some sort of public presence, but mm -hmm. I don't think they need to like take it so seriously yeah. and think it's going to affect anything. Like, yeah, because <laughs> really sometimes people are like oh like only like the most followed people are gonna or the most followed social media influencers or whatever are gonna get free rolls or whatever but it's because they have like millions of followers exactly like, <laughs> yeah and they probably they want to do acting or whatever like I never disparage any anybody who can move from YouTube or social media into yeah. acting like they've deserved it they've oh, earned it yeah so you're never if you're like a average <laughs> social media person I'm sorry you're just not going to compete at that same category with those people so they are not your concern it's more about like I think if um if you yeah want to kind of be more immersed in the industry yeah. and have connections with other actors acting schools teachers like I think it's to your advantage to have some social media going because yeah like like we've talked about a little bit like you could see things that are happening either from yeah. agents or other actors like um sometimes there's casting calls that are just kind of floating around yeah. on there um all sorts of interesting stuff even sometimes controversial issues are are out there on on social media and at least maybe you don't want to weigh in but you can observe that it's happening yeah. and kind of get some insight that way so I think being at least being on social media can be helpful and then mm -hmm. um, putting yourself out there in a public way um, one maybe pitfall that some people I've seen have, have mm -hmm. maybe done is like they're just getting into social media and they make everything about their acting and that gets kind of boring <laughs> kind, yeah. kind of fast so um, authenticity is another kind of it's weird that it's a yeah. trendy word but it is it in is. a sense yeah <laughs> and it's like but it's true like you I think you want to strive to be authentic and show yeah. parts of your life but in a way that is marketing yourself so yes yeah. like we, we all kind of do that like not every day is in paradise and mountains and hiking and and all of that but that's what we want to show so it's yeah. the same I think for the actor side, like it can be authentic the other way. Like you can show if you're vulnerable or, or having a difficult day or something, but you want to just maybe put content out there that shows you're a real person, you're an artist and shows different aspects of you. Yeah. Um, I think, so finding a balance between, yeah, like how to be real, but also like using it for work purposes. And then mm -hmm. I think for some people, like if they want to take an extra step and have more private accounts just for like, their true friends or, or their family or whatever like yeah. that's another thing that they could do perhaps but I think it's good to have that public facing um, type of social media of some sort yeah yeah no I agree I think it's um yeah I so because I know I've often seen profiles where you know 
I, I call it, um, like when I look at a profile, I'm like, oh, you scream yeah. actor. Like, oh, yeah. you're literally screaming it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, and I know what you mean. It's like, it's, I definitely am so for like putting a work out there. But yeah. Yeah. I think there also needs to be balance because, you know, if I look at someone, I'm like, well, I also want to know, do you do anything else? Do you, yeah, you know, exactly. it makes you, uh, do you work out? I don't know. Like, anything. Right, yeah. It could be anything. Do you yeah, anything. Yeah. Do you watch TV? Do you have a book? Like, are you binging yeah. anything? Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know who you are as a human. Um, yeah. and not just your self tape every time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's exactly. just me. Yeah. I just, yeah, but yeah. balance, balance is what we're saying it, here. Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. And just finding, yeah, your voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I do want to ask, so a question with your, what do you look for in an actor? Like are you, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole, there used to be this thing where, oh, you know, you just wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that old right. one. What yeah. are you, is there something you suggest you clients like to just keep working on their craft like what's your how do you work with your Mm -hmm. yeah yeah especially since um anybody that I'm working with is typically quite new to the industry or not not that established yet there's always I think opportunities to try to find their own projects that could be for a lot of people that's going Mm -hmm. to Vancouver Actors Guide and submitting on all those student films and I used to do this Mm -hmm. when I was an actor and sometimes I was like got such a big head about it because I would like submit to like all of them and have like five (laughs) or six auditions and be like oh man (laughs) I have a lot to do yeah but the opportunities are there and those I think those are such great experiences because you really don't know like how the audition is going to go because each of those projects like the student projects are run by different teams and different directors and and students so they all have different styles like I remember some of them were very improv heavy and others were like not improv heavy at all and just like such great practice then you got to get the nerves out too because I think that's the other thing with like that idea of waiting for the auditions to happen Mm. is that if so much time goes between professional auditions, which can easily happen. Yeah. Like, it's so competitive. There's a lot of people in every category and it's could be like, nor- it's a very normal thing for weeks to go by or even like a month or two yeah. where it's just, you know, you're unfortunately casting is not biting on your submission. So you have to persevere, but I think you also have to keep sharp. So um, yeah. those types of auditions that you're seeking out on your own can be really, really good practice for that. Um, and then I always tell people like, yeah, if they want to create their own work, there's mm-hmm. no excuse not to, because we all have the technology now, like a smart, like the smartphones oh. we have are just ridiculous. You can make a whole <laughs> movie on your smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. People have like professional <laughs> yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like people have done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like everybody can, edit in some way now like not everyone's good at it but like the the tools are there or the ability to is there um and I think it also encourages collaboration because one thing that I do really like to see from my actors is that they are immersed in the industry in some way like um I don't think it's uh I don't think necessarily that people who are very like lone wolf type of actors will necessarily um yeah be able to yeah kind of get as far sometimes just if something comes up like they might not be able to find like a, mm-hmm. a scene partner to practice their audition yeah. with or someone to read for them in this 
day and age right now, like the ability to self tape with a real person is like really, really important. You need to have a reader, preferably an actor who can read with you, whether it's on zoom or whether it's in person, like just having all that. So I think the more you can like be creating work and developing working relationships with people, then the more it's going to pay off in other ways. So if you have an idea, like pursue it. And I've seen, yeah, so many great actors in the local industry, especially like, um, shout out to like great Asian actors like Lee Shorten and um, Mayumi Yoshida like people who have started out primarily I think with a focus in acting who as they developed in their acting careers have found themselves wanting to be creators or like wanting to be on the other side of the camera and um, some of these people have put out like amazing short films for festivals or for crazy eight oh my god yeah so whatnot and then working on features uh, based on those and and all that sort of thing so there's no reason why you can't pursue it all and I tell this to people also whether like they have other interests like maybe they want to focus on theater as well or voice acting or something like I think you can pursue everything that you want to it just might not necessarily be all at the same time or you might need to make sacrifices at certain times in your journey where it's just impossible to be like devoting energy to everything so you got to figure out where your focus is but everything can keep happening and um there's a lot of downtime in the industry too, even when you're not getting auditions because it's, it's yeah. you're not being picked. But then there's also like, you know, the whole Christmas break, like this thing shut down between Especially like mid-December here. to mid-January. Yeah. yeah. It's like a clean kind of work stoppage. And then early in the year can be really tricky for people like January, February, mm. because um, for some actors, it's really, really busy. And for other actors, maybe the newer ones, it's just harder to break in because um, they're focusing yeah. on just auditioning people that they already know. And then again, in spring, it seems like another law, like there's just laws throughout the year and people get really antsy and they're like, is this normal? Like, yes, it is normal. But yeah. if you have projects that you can maybe like pick up when it's slower for your acting and then maybe set aside again Mm. if if things come up in your acting then I think it just helps even out the year and and creates more of a flow through the whole year yeah no I agree and I think it also it helps you know at least for me like doing that and like working on different things as an actor when the auditions do come in you're kind of already in this flow that you're like oh okay and also for me I found it always put less stress on my auditions like if I was working on something and then auditions come through and I'd be like oh, okay, awesome. I'm just going to tape this. No yeah. stress. Whereas before when I wasn't, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Mm. It's an audition. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you Stop know, everything. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like now it's like, okay, cool. Okay. Send it off. Done. You know, which yep. I think, yeah. yeah, there's always things we can be doing as creatives, yes. to, you know, and also look after yourself. If you're yes. listening, please look after yes. yourself mentally and physically. <laughs> Definitely. Physically is the, is a really important one. I yes. Think. This year, obviously that's really, become well, yes, very, very <laughs> yes. <intense>. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but almost forgot about COVID. I was like, oh wait, I know. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> like, no, it's an ever present. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. looming. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, self care is so important, yeah. and sometimes, yeah, this is a tricky issue. I think there's been some discussion online and and whatnot recently of like how open can you be say if you're an actor with your agent about if you suffer through depression or anxiety or you know whatever um uh, whatever uh you might be going through and I think it's gonna be different for everyone but it's Mm -hmm. I think there's a certain level of like um 
honesty that needs to happen with a yeah. working relationship where you may not might not want to go into the full details of of your situation with with your agent or with anybody on your team or, or anything like that but just like hopefully have enough of a supportive yeah. um, relationship where you can talk if like something's bothering you or if there's a period of time where you're like you know what I'm just not going to be as available or as as focused mm-hmm. but um what can we do about that and maybe let's pick it up again full speed in a little bit so just having some communication mm-hmm. around it sometimes I think can help and, and ease the burden a little bit because I yeah. think that's the thing is sometimes it's more about like um if so- someone's really suffering in, in silence and um people around them don't know then um True. that's just a really really hard thing to deal with so just uh I think being um hopefully strong enough to to just reach yeah. out if you need it can go a long way to oh my gosh just, again helping helping with self-care through the whole year yeah yeah no I agree I agree mm-hmm. um all right I want to ask you some rapid fire questions yeah okay cool. yeah here we go here go I gotta have more coffee before we do that <laughs> like everyone's like all right let's do this they have rapid fire questions but they yeah. turn into just like conversation so we'll see how okay we go. all right <laughs> sure first question what do you first notice about someone when you meet them their eyes oh oh I love okay great <laughs> I love I'll this too yes. <laughs> oh so okay um what's a piece of advice you didn't take but you wish you did oh work out more <laughs> like work out more consistently because now you know in yeah, it's- this phase of my life I am working out more consistently and I feel so much better and you know the doc everybody tells you to work out more or at least more regular like regularly and then people yeah. don't <laughs> but even you know going for walks or whatever it just it helps so much and I think it's one of those things where it's like incremental like you don't even know yeah. how much it's doing for you until oh, you get so into good. the habit of it yeah um okay you're at brunch what do you like to order Oh, Eggs Benny, specifically like the salmon one, smoked salmon, you see Eggs Benny. Yeah. Have you been to, is it called Yolk? Yes, I've only been once though. Oh my God. I need to go again. Oh my God. I just, I I was like, I need to take you there again. It's happening. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God, I love brunch. Brunch Oh my God, me too. But brunch is probably one of the things I miss the most about being in this situation. But you can do it, but like. I'm more regularly, I miss doing it. And yeah. Yes, I, um, yes. Ooh, eggs, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> and a mimosa. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. not, who would play you in a movie? Huh? No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> ooh, why? Oh, I just think she's so funny. I don't know. She's out of the spotlight nowadays. But Isn't she? I said yeah. this the other day. <laughs> yes. I don't know what happened. She was everyone's darling. And I don't know. It's what just happened hard. To her? I, think, I think it's just. I, okay. Because of our patriarchal society that we live in, I think it's quite challenging sometimes for yeah. the actresses to move into the next stage of their careers. Um, mm. And I think we've seen it a lot where, because she was in basically I think her early 20s when she had all these hit movies and was really like a hit girl and then she moved into doing more of like those action movies Mm -hmm. and spy thrillers or whatever they weren't very successful and then now it's like I don't know people are not either she's not choosing Mm -hmm. to or they're not casting her into the next phase whatever that might be maybe more like Blake Lively type of roles where it's like I don't know like a wife or something like you know whatever it is or professional of other sorts um 
but I don't know. And then you see like, I love him, but like Ryan Gosling, I'll play like the same kind of character over and over and over. And he works all the time. And it's just like, he's never not in a movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's I was like, oh, like, there you are. Yeah. Like he doesn't, they don't care how old he is or what he looks like. It's just, he's going to keep working. And I don't know. It seems uneven, but anyway, I've always been a fan of her. And I think her she's sense great. of comedy is really like, is my sense of comedy in a way. I think like she's her. a really good tangent, but I think she's a really good yeah. example of, um, like I guess if we're gonna bring the word branding back <laughs> yeah but you know she has this essence where she is like funny and goofy yeah but, and her resume she's done the comedy she's done the drama she's done the sci-fi yeah. but I don't yeah. know if you know it's like in every one of her works it's still her though it's this like this yeah quality comes out and I right, think right. for me that's what branding is it's like it's your <laughs> essence that will yeah, just come yeah. out in every film even right. if you do a drama she's yeah, great yeah. I love her she's yes. awesome <laughs> Hi, Jennifer Lawrence, if you're listening. Oh, totally. <laughs> we love you. Role. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got you. Uh, I, I, yeah. Maybe I'll write something. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, but on another, oh, yes, okay. Yes, I no, do go. have to say this. Okay. Even though I picked Jennifer Lawrence, that's just for, for fun. Obviously, if we were going to have a real person um, portray me, it would be, we got to hire more Asians for sure yes. in mainstream media. So it's going to be like, all Asian cast for sure. This is true. That is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> You're like, hold on. I love you, Jen, yeah. but. <laughs> but <laughs> you're back in the line. We're going to audition all the Asian girls first. <laughs> so um, good. Okay. But you survived the podcast. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. The, the time flew by. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm so, that's the best compliment I've received. Ah. <laughs> you're not sitting there like, oh my God, can she <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny thing I think I, I've been guilty of doing this but sometimes talking to agents they want to tell you how busy they are like I've got like so many emails <laughs> I'm busy and important <laughs> you're like sorry keep, keep going I got clients to attend to um booking meetings I just want to also mention really quickly just um you respond really quickly and I like, it was, I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no problem. I try to like, do that across the board. Yeah. So that's part of my work style for sure. I love like, it. Um, yeah, I, I go for zero inbox every single day. Oh, wow. Yeah. But wow. it's, I don't know, it's, I have to be careful with that because it's also like, I don't want to be like getting anxiety. I still have like two emails at the end of the day. So I have to be careful about how seriously I'm taking it. But my goal is zero inbox. And I just feel like if I've already read the message, I basically know how I'm going to respond to it at that point. Um, so yeah, yeah. no, I, well, I, I'm glad it, uh, it was effective. Well, yeah. I mean, I sent you the zoom link and within like a minute you replied and I was like, what? I, I just, <laughs> like I was, <laughs> I wish there was a recording of me because I was literally at my computer. Like I just said, what? I was like, am I tripping? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. You're important to me. Everybody who writes to me is important to me. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon wherever you are and I'll see you in the next episode.